we were just in the back, and uh, I just want to say, I just felt like we're sitting back there and just kind of walking through things, didn't exactly know. We, we knew what we were going to go into, but not exactly how. And, and the Lord just started to kind of just hit us with revelation after revelation after revelation. It was so cool. It was like waves of revelation. And uh, things that I've never really put two and two together and like, oh, my gosh, did you see this? Did you see that? It was so much fun. So I'm praying that what we just received in the back room uh, will just kind of be released tonight. And uh, so I'm so excited. And I, I have to just say, as a word of encouragement, uh, Melissa and Tim, they, she just came up to me and she goes, hey, at some point I'd like to talk to you. We just have this business idea that's in our head. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is what we're talking about tonight is really activating the body of Christ and the things and the passions and the things that, that are stirring in your heart. And you may not even know what they are yet, but God has put things in your life and, and put things in your heart that, that he, I, I believe the time is now that he's activating the body and there's an acceleration of things happening. And, uh, and I, I wrote it in the email today. I just said, all we have to do is say, here am I, send me. And, and we just walk in obedience he carries us through this thing. He does the rest. So anyway, I'm excited. We're kind of walking in. This is a, like these Wednesday nights, I feel like what we're going to be doing is really equipping and activating and, and yeah. utilizing the body of Christ. And there, this isn't just like, hey, we're going to teach you about things. I feel like we're going to walk out of here with like business ideas, like ministry ideas, things that the Lord has, has birthed that we're going to go, okay, now we go, let's do this stuff. And even in these times, like we're putting people together, how do we actually activate these things and do these things now? Not for like 10 years from now. Like we're, let's do it now. Like there's, this, is, this is the time. So, yeah, I'm excited. So, <laughs> Yeah, when we were kind of asking the Lord where do we go on Wednesday, on Wednesdays, um, yesterday and we were just waiting on the Lord and um, and feeling some things and I felt I felt this thing of uh, the gifts of the Spirit that the Lord would highlight the gifts of the Spirit, teach us the gifts of the Spirit for the purpose of loving Him, of serving Him, of preaching the gospel with boldness and, and then Mike was the Lord spoke to him um, this idea of activation, that, that there are the good works that God has given us to do, and we need to be about them, and we need to kind of uh, activate and, and engage in what God has given us to do. And, and we just felt a grace on, on the both of those. Um, here we go. We, we'll figure this out. We'll figure out where we're going to be. <laughs> You started sitting down, so I was like, well, I'm going to sit down on the stool. And as we were praying into it, we just, we felt like tonight we need to start with that, with that activation, with actually looking at what the Word of God says about the good works that we have been prepared, that God has prepared us to do, that He has set us apart to do, and and then probably in the, in the Wednesday nights to come, what, what's the empowering, what's the giftings of the Holy Spirit that he's given us to accomplish his will? I, I see it so often that, that sometimes the Lord will communicate a good idea. He'll communicate his will. He'll communicate, hey, this is what I want you to do. But then we'll... We'll run and kind of do it in our own strength rather than pressing into the power of God to accomplish the plan of God that he's given us. And I've just found in my own life, so everything that I just said, I've done multiple times, okay? And I found in my own life, when God gives you something to do, he is the only one that can accomplish it. So he wants you to be about it, but he only wants you to be about it empowered by his spirit. If he birthed it in prayer, I guarantee you he's going to grow it and mature it in prayer. And I guarantee you 
that it's going to come to fruition as you engage with the Holy Spirit in the place of prayer, being empowered by His Spirit. And, um, and so that's kind of where, where we're going to start tonight. Um, we just have some verses we were going through. We have no idea how this is going to go. So I'm going to start, and then he's going to bounce off that, and then I'm going to bounce off that, and then we're going to bounce around the whole room for a while. No. But let's just start with, with prayer, because we really did feel the spirit of revelation as we were talking back there, going, like, wow, we've like, never seen some of these things before. So I'm just going to ask for that spirit, for the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, to, to uh, grant that gift. Mm. Holy Spirit, we come before you right now. We say we need you. Mm. Just as that prayer in Ephesians chapter 3 we need you to open our minds so that we can comprehend, so that we can understand. Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of revelation. You're the spirit that grants understanding. Lord, we ask you for enlightened hearts right now. Shine your light upon our heart that we would not, uh, that there would be no darkness that is veiling your will, that is that there'd be nothing that is stopping your voice from being heard in our life. Right now, Holy Spirit, come with revelation. Come with light that would shine upon our hearts, that we could actually see with the eyes of our heart what you're doing, that we would hear with the ears that you were giving us what you, Holy Spirit, are saying to the church right now, are saying to us right now in this room, are saying to any... Anyone that's joining online, what are you saying, Holy Spirit? What are your, what, what's the instructions you are giving us? Holy Spirit, you are the spirit of wisdom, and that is heavenly wisdom. Come right now with wisdom from on high. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So just one of the verses... Um, and this is the, f- the famous verse. I'm not going to say the best verse, but this is the verse that I go to a lot when I think of the works God has given me to do when I want to uh, start to set my mind. It's Ephesians chapter 2. And we're going to start in verse 8 and in verse 9 and in verse 10. It says... I'll just give us all a moment to turn there. I always like to set my eyes on the word as people are are, uh, sharing scripture. You learn your Bible. Like, if you just have your Bible in front of you and every time a scripture gets, you know, said, you turn to it, you put your eyes on it, you really learn how, like, okay, that's there and that's there and this is here. Anyway. (laughs) Verse 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. Everyone say amen. amen. <laughs> For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. This is the gift of God. I mean, wow. That is, that's deep right there. The unmerited favor of God has saved you as you've put your trust, your hope, if you, as you've believed In his son, he sends his grace and captures you and sets you on that right road that you can walk toward him. And this is the gift of God. And and I think Paul's kind of like, he's doing something fun here because in verse 9 he says, not a result of your works so that no one may boast. Now he could have just stopped there. Like this isn't a result of your works, no one may boast. You're saved by the grace of God. But he doesn't stop there. He's like, you weren't saved by your good works. I mean, we all know, Romans 3, that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. Uh, Isaiah 53, there is no one righteous, no, not one. All the sheep have been led astray, have have gone astray. But the Lord put on Jesus the iniquity of us all to bring us back to him. So... It's not by our works, verse 10, but we are his workmanship now. And I love how the NLT says this. I think the NLT says we are his 
masterpiece. Mm -hmm. That's so precious to me. I like to just say that to the Lord. I'm your masterpiece. Not in a prideful way, because half the time I don't feel like his masterpiece, right? <laughs> like, oh man, I'm, I'm your masterpiece, and you've got to work yourself there. But we are his workmanship. We are his masterpiece, or his instrument of righteousness. That's what uh, Romans 6 says, that we are instruments set apart for righteousness. We are tools set apart for righteousness in the earth. And we're to use the members of our bodies as instruments or tools of righteousness. So we are his workmanship, and we're created in Christ Jesus for good works. So we're not saved by good works. We're saved by unmerited favor of God through faith in his Son. But in that, he sends his Holy Spirit into our hearts, sets us apart, and then says, Now become obedient to me and only me. Lay down your life die, and now your life is not your own. I've saved you. I've salvaged you. I've claimed you as my own. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. You are a part of my body. You are my bride. Any way you want to, you know, any, any way the word communicates that we are his now. And I think that's, when I see the word workmanship, his masterpiece, his instrument, I think I am yours. I am clay in the hands of the potter, right? Jeremiah 18. Now, we don't want to be the stubborn clay that hardens ourselves and the potter can't work with us. We want to be the soft clay that the potter can mold and do with it as he wishes. Okay, so we're his workmanship and we're created. I love this, that word created. It's the, we're we're made new. We're the, the new creation of 1 Corinthians chapter five. We are made new for a purpose. And here's the purpose. We're made new in Christ Jesus for good works. Now, here's the good part. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So Psalm 139 goes into this, might might go there, but it's the idea that God has thoughts and he has a plan for our life. And as we've been set apart by his son, and now we're an instrument of righteousness, we're this workmanship, we're this masterpiece in his hand, he wants to talk to us about these good works that he has us to do. So if, if he's prepared them beforehand, he has a lot of thoughts about them. Yeah. He has a lot of zeal about them. I love, it, what it, I love what it says in Titus chapter 2. It says, we, the grace of God has appeared to all men, teaching us to deny ungodliness, to deny unrighteousness, to wait for his coming, and it says, and to be zealous for good works. Not to just think of them every once in a while, but to actually go, no, I want to be about your kingdom and the works of your kingdom and all of that. So, so God has good works that he's prepared for us to do. And in this season, even tonight, as we ask the Holy Spirit, what are those good works? I think he's going to speak to us. Mm-hmm. I just see this as a season at the rock of him communicating to John and to Paul and to Tracy. This is what I have for you to do in this season. I've been thinking about this only moment. Only you three, though. Yeah, only you three. Not, <laughs> no, yeah, not the rest of you. <laughs> I Sorry. have thoughts. I couldn't resist. Yeah, you could, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> You just wait. When you talk, (laughs) (laughs) But this so encourages me that I can talk to God. He knows, and he's going to tell me and give me revelation so that I don't waste my time on things that are not going to profit me in eternity and profit the body of Christ in eternity. So So I'll stop there, and I'll hand it to you. Okay. So... I just want us to realize for a second here what, what he was just saying, uh, what Marcus was saying in that last part about the prepared, these are the good works which God has prepared in advance for us to do. Like, we have to, and so let me take you to Psalm 139. You can just, you don't have to go there, but just follow along. What so verse? it says, uh, verse, I'll start in 13. Okay. Uh, it's interesting, though. Uh, actually, if I go back to verse 7, it says, where can I go from your spirit? Mm. And I just want you to catch that part right there. Because 
when we were created, we were created to have the Spirit of God on the inside of us. And so, and, and then when we were created, it says, for, so verse 13 says, for you created my inmost being, which the inmost being is your spirit. And if you, like, we are a spirit. We have mind, will, and emotions. That's, those are the things we have. And we live in this earthly tent. Mm-hmm. So this is our, uh, what is it, Ephesians Five talks about that, right? Yeah. Is it, um, but is it five, four? Anyway, Ephesians talks about the earthly tent. We have this earthly tent, and uh, but that's not who we are. We're actually a spirit, mm-hmm. but we were created for the spirit of God to be within us. So, so we're created with this place for the spirit of the Lord to be within us, and that's our that's life. Without the spirit, we actually have no life. Um, but then it says, you're, so we're knit. Together in, our, in your mother's womb, it says, I praise you because you're, I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made, and your works are wonderful. I know that well. And then he says this, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, my eyes saw, or your eyes saw my on firm body. And then it says, and all the days ordained for me. Wow. So, Every day of your life has actually been preset in a sense of what he has for you. doesn't mean that we actually walk in it, but we have the ability to walk in the fullness of what he has for us. He's actually set the day, and he puts you on this earth right now, and he says, I'm going to put my spirit in you, and now you're going to operate in these good works, which I actually created before you were born. And so he knows the times, he knows the seasons, he set everything up, he knows exactly where you are, and so you could, if we could just understand that, like, you're, you're here right now, God knew you were here, and when he created you, he created you for the here. He created you for this moment. So, so sometimes we go, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, I don't know where I'm supposed to be. You're right here, you're in this time, and what you need to do is now begin to operate with the Spirit and the understanding that God has for you for His will to be established on earth through you. Yeah. Like, and when we get that, it's like, oh my gosh, God actually knit me together for this very moment in time. Not for 100 years ago, not for 100 years from now. That's for somebody else that God has knit together for that moment and that time for the very good works that he's established for them to do. But you're for right now. This is your time. And it's a short time. And we've got to make the best of it and the most of every opportunity. And I'm telling you, the body of Christ is asleep and we're missing every, we're missing all the opportunities that we have that God has actually preset before us. This is where the Holy Spirit comes in. We can't do it without the Holy Spirit. We have works. That's the Ephesians where it says, uh, it's not by works so that no one can boast. Those are the things done by man with man's wisdom, with man's pride, and with man's, with the, uh, it's, it's called, it says, with the envy and the selfish ambitions as it talks about in, in James. Those are the things that, that we actually, those are our works but the works that he has, those are called, in the scriptures, those are called the good works. And there's three things we wrote. We were just talking about this. Good works has three aspects to it. One, it's the alignment with, with the will of God and the will and the word of God. So it has to be in alignment with that. It's empowered by the spirit. And then the third one is it's, it edifies the body of Christ. So good works are to edify the body of Christ. And, and so when you're, when you're going, well, am I doing things that edify the body of Christ? You may be. Is it in alignment with God's will and his plan for your life? Check that. And then the third one is, are you being empowered by the Spirit? If you do not have the Spirit on the inside of you, you, you cannot do good works. It, it will not happen. So... We're empowered by the Spirit to do the good works. Uh, does that make sense? It's the, it's the foundation of this because if we don't get that, uh, we're going to, I mean, over the next, over the coming weeks, some of the things we want to do is even in the gifts of the Spirit. And there are, I'm just going to 
say it. Like, so there, I mean, there's a, there's a number of gifts that are identified, uh, and, and I, Marcus and I were going back and forth on this. This is what I, I, I go, they're not all necessarily in here. Uh, they probably are. You can find them all throughout. But I know there's like nine gifts that we talk about. We've got the nine gifts of the Spirit. And those are, I think, so important that Paul actually put them in there because they are used, eight of them, are, are used to edify the body of Christ. The ninth one is actually used to edify the body of Christ because it edifies you so that you can edify the body of Christ. Um, but there are, there are many more gifts that the Holy Spirit has. And this is, think of it this way. This is Almighty God. I don't think he has nine gifts. <laughs> no, the Holy Spirit is... If gone. we limit God to nine... Yeah, if we limit God to nine gifts, I think we're missing it. <laughs> but these gifts that, that he does have in here, don't disregard these. Like, these are so important for the edification of the body. And, and when we understand the importance... Like when we do the good works, we're edifying the body of Christ. And this is, it's actually through the edification of the body of Christ through the good works that it brings us into a place of unity, which is what God desires that we move into. And it's, and it's cool. I'm, where was that? that we, we were going yeah, through this. Ephesians chapter 4. So, That's yeah, good. if you see this, you got to see this here because this, the good works, it's not for us. And, and sometimes we go, well, I'm going to do these good, like, I just want the good works that are for me. No, the whole point in the good works is it's for the edification of the body. And so the problem is, is if you're not doing your good works, if Tracy's not doing his good works, which is and not, through not the Holy Tracy, Spirit. Right. Just Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that'll get you back. <laughs> if Tracy's not doing his good work. If, if Tracy's not doing the good works that, that he is actually like been woven in the womb for, for this specific time by the Holy Spirit, because we were always, we were made to house the Holy Spirit. Like we were born for that. And so when we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, if he doesn't operate in the good works that he's supposed to operate in, it affects the rest of the body. It affects him as well, but it affects the whole body. And so we were talking about it like this, like, if I jam my pinky or if I do something with my pinky uh, or if it's not working, it affects the whole body. Like every, every, my whole body, like I'm thinking about it, I'm seeing it, I'm looking at it, I'm feeling it. Like, it, it, like it's not working well. Like, you know, if you jam your toe or something, it affects the whole body. So one little part, if you think, well, my part's not that important, you're wrong. <laughs> it is so important. So we, this is, and this is why we edify each other. So I'm just picking on Tracy. But um, so like if I'm doing my good works, I'm actually edifying him and lifting him up and strengthening him so that he can do his good works so that now, like for Lynn, that, he, that he's doing good works that now strengthens Lynn and that strengthens Anna. And, and you go down the line and Alex and, and Vera and, and, and all of a sudden what happens is now you've, you're uniting the body of Christ. So this is how we, when we talk about the unity of the body, it's through good works. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. I was like, oh. So let's go there. So, let's go to Ephesians <laughs> chapter 4. It is good stuff. <laughs> go ahead. No, no, no. Let's, you just, you're already preaching it. So go, go with, uh, what, yeah. So everyone turn your Bible to Ephesians chapter 4 because I think this is good to see in the scriptures, like what Mike is saying. You want to start at verse 11? Or you want to jump back up to unity of the spirit first? Yeah, go ahead. You take it. Go ahead. Okay. You go. Well, yeah, this is, this is cool. Catch this because this is really cool. What we were seeing was that because good works, it says in Titus 3 that we have been, uh, we've been pulled out of darkness, basically. That's where the the idea of the verse begins, and, and we've been set apart by Jesus, and we've been washed and renewed by the Holy Spirit that he's poured out on us, and then it goes on in Titus 3 to say, uh, so that we can do good works that are profitable and, edif and edify those around us. And so we were looking at that scripture and like, oh yeah, good works, they edify, and they, they profit 
the, 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 body. the body of Christ. And then we were like, where, where else is that in the Bible? Because <laughs> we've heard this before. We've heard this before. And, this is, and then we went to 1 Corinthians 14 and like, oh, it's there. Yeah, edification, but that's prophecy and tongues. No, where is this? And we were kind of ashamed because we went to Ephesians chapter like, 4, which duh. is a chapter we, we've been in a lot. But, but let's now, just look at see, this. You're going to see it in a different way, which is really cool. I'm going to jump in if you don't go quickly, though. And verse 11. <laughs> like bubbling up. Verse 11. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry or for works of service. Or if you want to. The word you know, there, it's good works. Good works. So he's. So there's an equipping of the saints for good works, and then right after it, what do these good works do? For the building up of the body of Christ. So good works, these are the things that are for the body. Yeah, so here it is again. You're seeing it built up. And in that building up, it keeps on going until we all attain to the unity of the faith. So we pray a lot for the unity of the church. We pray a lot for, Lord, give us unity What's going to unify the church? What's going to unify yeah. the church of Castle Rock? It's when the fivefold ministry equips saints to do good works that build up the church, and then we all start walking in the unity of the faith. Now, the idea here is, and we grow in that. We grow in the good works. Yeah. We mature even so to good. the stature and nature of the fullness of Christ. So the idea is here is we're all given different assignments. We're given uh, the Lord speaks to us about these good works that he has for us. We pursue them as we look to Jesus. You're my standard. You're my author. You're the finisher of my faith. I'm looking to you. How do I do this? How do I, you know, whatever that is. But we're being unified because we're actually all pressing in to the good works that build each other up. Go ahead. Yeah. No, that's so good. So, and you see it again just in uh, the first part of Ephesians 4. It's just make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And, and I think sometimes, I don't know if you, if you understand what the bond of peace is. We were just talking about this. But the bond of peace, uh, if you jump back into Ephesians 2.14, it says, for he himself is our peace. Jesus is the bond of peace. This is not a peace between you and me. This is a vertical peace. So the bond of peace actually bonds us so that we actually have unity or a relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ. And so through that, now we have the unity of, or, or now we have the unity of the Spirit. So now we have the Spirit, and when we operate in the good works, it brings us into the place of unity. Uh, and you also so. see this in 1 Corinthians 12. You see Paul at the beginning of 1 Corinthians 12 talk about the gifts of the Spirit. And he's, he's explaining the, them what they are. And then he goes right into this, he goes right into the body of Christ, the idea of the body of Christ, the unity of the body of Christ, that we've been baptized into one Spirit, but with various giftings but we're all together as one as we operate yeah. in the gifts of the Spirit. And so, anyway, that's, it's just that idea of unity by the Spirit for good works to build up the body. Um, and that's what I'm just so excited of in this season. As we begin to ask the Lord, what are those things that you've given us to do? And I think the Holy Spirit is inviting us uh, individually like, we're asking for him corporately. Lord, what have you given us to do as, as, a, as, as a unified group? But more importantly, individually. What has he given the Carlbergs to do in this season to bring glory to his name? What has he given my family, Mike's family, all of us in here? What has he given us to do in this season, the good works, to bring glories to his name, to preach the gospel, to bring people into the kingdom, to disciple them in the kingdom. I mean, it'll all have, if they're of the will of God, they will have that same reach. They make Jesus known. They bring people into the kingdom. They disciple people in, as they come into the kingdom, they, their roots go deep. 
we're all advancing his kingdom, but if we're all doing it together, there's this synergy that happens in a community, and we go, and I'm for Lynn, and I'm for you, and you're for me, and let's do this thing. That's good. Yeah, we're not, we are not meant to do this alone. So this is, this is the cool part is even in the activation of the body, it's, there are things that the Lord is stirring in your heart that you're going to find out that he's actually stirring in other people's heart. And they may have different giftings in you. And it's actually, you're like, ah, I just don't know how to do this. But the guy right next to you or the gal right next to you is actually born for that time as well, and God has established it and put you guys together in the same place, and you don't even realize it until you start to, like, and still start to talk about these things, and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, you've got the same heart I do, and we got it, and now it's like, and you've got this gifting, and I've got this gifting, like, we can actually do this thing, and so he, here's the thing, the Holy Spirit empowers us so that we actually come into unity and do the things he calls us to do. It's interesting, the Tower of Babel is, was that same, it was the unity without the spirit. And so they were trying to do it, and God's like, uh-uh. Because what did he, he says, if I let them, they will do it. Like nothing is impossible, like yeah. in that spirit of unity. So as we, as we move in the spirit of, of the unity that God has for us, that he's actually playing for us, man, this is where we're more than conquerors. This is where we can, like, there is nothing that's going to stop us. And, and this is where the excitement comes in, that there is so much that he has for us. And, and the very thing that you're created for, now you get to actually begin to do and operate in. And this is where you become alive. I'm hearing even, like, people as we go out on Sunday and we do, we, we do this type of ministry, it's like people are like, I've had more joy and excitement than ever before because it's like there's something so exciting about doing the things that you're actually created to do. Yeah. And, and it's, it is work. It's called good works. <laughs> it's work, but it's awesome. And we're created to work. We're not created to sit around and, and sit on our butts. We're created to work, <laughs> but we're created to do work in alignment with him. We're created to be led by the Spirit and move with the Spirit and empowered by the Spirit. And there's things that we're going to do that go beyond our imagination. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's so much better than doing our own works. And here's the thing is, we're, Marcus and I were talking about this, like we can so easily, and even now, we can, we can so easily get caught up in our own works and it distracts us from the things that God actually has for us to do right now. And, and this is that, there's two verses. I want to hit um, Ephesians, and I also want to hit uh, James. Um, there's, because these two things are, catch this. Um, you got to see this here. So Ephesians uh, 5. So I'll just start with the, wake up, O oh sleeper, rise from the dead. I'm sorry. This is 5, I'm sorry, yeah, 514. Um, And it says, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead. And here's the thing, is there is a, the church, we've just been lulled to sleep. Mm. Uh, And and it's time for us to wake up. It's time for the church to wake up. The church is not operating in the fullness of what we're supposed to operate now. We're not in a place of unity. If you look at the church, you go, dear Lord, we are not even close to in a place of unity, which means that we're not actually operating in the gifts of the Spirit and we're not edifying the body of Christ. So, so it's time to make a shift here. It's like if, if, you're, not, <laughs> if you're doing stuff and it's not working and you keep doing what you're doing and, and you expect things to change, that's called insanity, right? <laughs> so, so let's not be insane. Let's actually begin to make the shift and say, okay, what do we need to do? We need to begin to operate according to the Spirit, listening to the Spirit, and we go, I don't know how to hear the Spirit. Well, uh, yeah, you do. We'll, we'll work on that. Uh, but, but, but there are things that the Lord is stirring in you and stirring in others, and, and we're gonna, we are going to talk about the, the different gifts. Tracy's going to um, jump into that as well. Um, not today because we'll be... <laughs> but, uh, but we will, we're going to go into this and just, and it's important to see 
these things because they actually, they are used to edify. But I, let me, actually, before I hit any more on this, but the key is, is we, and I'm going to, we're just going to kind of go back to that every once in a while, that we are grounded in love. Without love, uh, and it's interesting that in both Romans 12 and, and 1 Corinthians 12, which talks about like the, the body of Christ and, the, and how we need the parts of the body, and, but right after in both of them, it talks about love. And, and this is a critical piece. If we miss this piece, it says, if you have not love, then you have nothing. So we can do all the gifts of the Spirit. We can operate in the gifts of the Spirit, move in these ways, do amazing things. But if we, if we don't actually have a foundation of love, then we have nothing. The, it's uh, 1 Corinthians 14, the verse 1. Just, it says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts. So it's grounded in love, operating in the gifts. So just, I just wanted to hit that. That wasn't the main point, but it is, it is a main point. <laughs> and that's, that, that love is that edification of the body. Like, why are you doing it? You're doing it to love others. But it's also doing it to love the Lord. Yeah. It's loving God through what he has given you to do. It's whatever you do, do unto the Lord, you know. So it's love for God, love for those around you, edifying those, pursue love, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Yeah. Keep going. Okay, so back to Ephesians 5. five. So right after it says, wake up, O sleeper, rise from the dead, Christ will shine on you. It says, so be very careful. I love the fact he put very in there. Like, not yeah. just careful, be very careful. Uh, then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. And this is that being so aware of our wisdom is not the wisdom of the world. When we, when we operate in the wisdom of the world, this is where we go. We start, and I talk to people all the time, and they're talking about new business ventures and the new things that they're doing. And, and uh, oh, I feel like, like I'm supposed to move into this. I've got these great ideas. Here's a new opportunity. The door just opened. I think God just opened this door. I hear that all the time. Just because a door opens doesn't mean God opened it. Uh, Satan can open a door just as easy. Um, so don't just walk through every door that opens up. That, <laughs> that's not how it works. Uh, what we're doing is it's, it's Matthew 6.33. It's seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and everything else be added on to you. All the, all the desires of your heart, the Lord wants to give you. But he says, you seek my kingdom. And so when we're going about every day, when, whether you're in the business world or whether you're in the church, it's the same thing. It's just as easy in the church to get in a mindset of, like, of business-minded. I hear pastors, and I'm like, ah, like, and, and I, I'm sh- I don't want to, like, put myself above anyone else. I know I'm probably in the same way. Like, I can get caught up in those things, and I'm like, no, we cannot operate with a business mindset with the ways of this world. As soon as we do, we actually come into an, a misalignment with God's plans. And, and, and this is where it says, be careful not to be unwise, but to be wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil, which means like when you go through your day, there is, there is every opportunity to, to get misaligned, to get over here, to get over there. Um, you're going to get... It's that selfish ambition. It's that envy of other things. It's the, it's the passions of this world. It's, it's those things. And it says right here, I love it. It says, therefore, don't be foolish, uh, but understand what the Lord's will is. Don't get drunk on wine. And you go, well, that's, I mean, yes, don't get drunk on wine. <laughs> but it is greater than, it's not getting drunk on wine. It's don't get drunk on the things of this world. Don't get sucked into the things of this world. Don't get, I remember I got so caught up in the stock market for a long time when I was uh, in my 20s. I couldn't, I, it, it literally like consumed my mind. I was like, oh, I gotta, I'm buying this, I'm selling this, I'm looking at the stocks every day, what's going on? And I think we were talking about it. It's like, I needed to look at that and go, God, is that what you want me to do? Now, it's not like, hey, there are people that need to buy and sell stock. There, and and God may have a plan for that. But the question is, is are you in alignment with God's will? Yeah. And 
and are you buying stock because you're worried about money and you're like, I have to buy stock so that I have the money? Are you buying stock because the Lord's put it on your heart to, hey, there's something you're supposed to do with this and this is going to be for the kingdom. And so he may be, he may be doing that. I may be looking at stock and, and it's, I'm right in alignment with God's will. Marcus may be looking at stock and he's way outside of God's will. And I would, and, be. <laughs> I would be way outside of God's will. <laughs> right? <laughs> but so it's not the thing you're doing that brings you in and out of God's will. It's what God actually has for you. Yeah. You, may be some, you may be like entrepreneur going after businesses doing it, but are you doing it in alignment with God's will? And is it, are you seeking first the kingdom or is it out of a place of fear of, yeah, of I, man, I need, I need this because I, 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 this is my next paycheck or like, and, and look, we do work. I mean, we have to work, right? It's, it's part of like to live, to have, but, but the focus is we, we do our work even unto the Lord. And so when you, go to jo- when you go to your job, when you go to your work in the morning, uh, you're doing it as unto the Lord. And so Yes, go through your day, do your work, but ask the Lord, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do this? And how am I going to have kingdom impact in everything I do? So it's, it's shifting that mindset. Um, and then right after that, it says, instead, be filled with the Spirit. So here it is. So you're, it says right before that, it says, understand what the Lord's will is. Yeah. Be filled with the Spirit. So when you have the Spirit and you know His will and you move forward, you're actually moving forward in the good works. And then what it says right after that is, speak to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. What are you doing? You're edifying the body of Christ. So this is that edification of the body, and that's the good works that you're called into. Uh, And then right at the end, it just says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. It's the same sort of thing. You're submitting to one another. You're coming into unity through the good works that you're called to do. And then, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. <laughs> James chapter 4 says yeah, something. Go ahead, you hit James 4. This is good. It says something similar, and we kind of got to Ephesians 5 from James 4, just kind of looking at this. Um, this really convicted me as we were talking about it. But Both this, of us. This will be kind of the last thing that, that well, yeah. unless you have anything. No, that's good, we'll... and then let's, yeah, let's break. Because we do want to spend some time just you guys just asking the Lord, like, what are you giving me to do in this season? Even pairing up and just, God, speak to us. We were saying some people, you guys process, like I process externally. Christy loves it. <laughs> and Marcus, I go, Marcus, I process externally. He goes, I know. <laughs> I, said, so, I said, no, really? Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so... But I think just to kind of process this stuff and even like with, with someone else just to go when they might go, oh, hey, I, this is what I see. Like this is something stirring in your heart. And kind of we got to extract these things, kind of pull these things out and help each other to see what are the things that God's actually stirring in your heart and what maybe you're so, we're so distracted right yeah. now in other things and so busy in other things that we're missing the very thing that we were created for at this very time. So James chapter 4, this will be the last verse we go through. We're going to start with verse 13. It says, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. That's the stock market. And that doesn't actually sound like <laughs> sinful. That doesn't sound too bad. You know, it's just like... And we do this all the time. I do this all the time. You know, where are we going on vacation? What are we going to do here? What are we like? Anyway, so that's, so just apply this to your own life in, oh, maybe I'll go back to college or maybe I'll do this or maybe I'll, I'll, I'll travel here or maybe I'll do this business venture, you know? And, and we were, so just to stop there for a second, because I think this is important. Just talk about the, the marathon. Well, I'm going to, let me, let me get down here. Sorry. So today, so they say that, come now. And then James says in verse 14, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. And here he brings in the brevity of life. This is the walk wise, the days are evil. Be careful what you do of Ephesians chapter five. He says, what is your life? 
For you are a mist that you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> saying, we think we're going to live forever. Life is so short. You have 70 years. You're eternal beings. But you have 70 years. That, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, way more than that. Uh, Verse 15. 70 is cut just short. This is James. He 100 says, years. Instead, this is what you ought to be saying. If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. So first he's going, he, he, he brings it back to the Lord's will. You should be asking the question, Lord, what is your will? And in that question, you should know your life is short. Are you going to will us to live today? <laughs> I mean, like that's kind of intense. And do this or that. Verse 16 as it is, you boast in your arrogance, all such boasting is evil. Now, we would never go, man, I'm going to do this tomorrow. I'm going to make this business plan. We would never call that boasting. boasting in arrogance and evil. But that's what it is if we don't say, Lord, is this your will? If we don't seek God's will for our decision making. And then he says this, verse 17, this just this is it. kicked us in the gut. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, meaning the will of God, to him, it is actual sin. It's sin. If we know the will of God and we don't actually do it, so if we know this, if we know we're supposed to be asking for his will, but tomorrow we just make our own plans, that is sin. Uh, There's something that, uh, that... We think of sin as like the evil things that, you know, the, yeah, all the other stuff. And Romans 14 says everything done outside of faith is sin or something similar to yeah. that. It says it like yep. that. Without faith. Uh, one testimony in my own life, um, I moved to Colorado Springs from Brazil, and uh, <laughs> I hadn't worked out in, like, I was 18 years old, and I was about 33, and I hadn't worked out in all of those years. <laughs> so I was a skinny little wimp. And, um, but I just, I felt convicted. I was like, I need to get back in shape. And that, that was actually the will of God, because I was going downhill, you know. I moved to Colorado Springs, and I get caught up in, like, fitness culture of Colorado Springs. I don't know. If you move to Colorado, you drink the water and you want to work out. I don't know what it is. But I decided just I'm going to run a marathon. That I just, I've always wanted to do it. And I was a runner in high school. And I'm, I'm going to try to run a marathon. And I begin to train and I begin to do everything for the marathon and, and get my six-month, you know, program. To, I'm going to run my half marathon first. I'm going to run my full marathon. And I never asked, God, is it your will that I run a marathon. And what I found as I was training for it is that I, it no took grace. so much time. No grace on it. it yeah, there's no grace. And it's <laughs> not just because of God. That's because also my body. But, <laughs> but I didn't ask, Lord, is this your will? And I found myself training for hours and doing this for hours. And I, I was on an 18-mile run, and I tore my calf right at mile 18. And it took me out of the marathon. I couldn't, I couldn't do the marathon I was running. And I remember about a month out of thinking and being convicted by the Lord of how much time I was spending for that. And he's like, you never asked me if you were supposed to be doing that. You were wasting time. Now, no one would say, if I'm say, yeah, I'm training for a marathon, no one would go, wow, that's sinful. But inside, I knew it was sinful after the fact and now I know it was sinful that I didn't even ask the will of the Lord to do it. And that's just a reminder for me. Let's not, Marcus, don't get caught up in these ideas of like, I just want to do this and I want to do that. And it takes so much time. Focus your time. Live wisely now. The days are evil. Pursue the will of God. Do his work. Yep. Amen. Yeah, there's, let me just say, there's, you guys have, we call it the bucket list. Here's the thing about the bucket list. What is, what, what is the bucket list for? It's, it's so that you, it's that, it, I mean, when it really, when you boil it down at the end of the day, it's like, so you can go, oh yeah, I climbed a 14er, or yeah, I did this, or I did that, and it's for your glory, and, and it's not necessarily for the Lord. But here's the thing. It, it, we go, well, gosh, but I really do want to do those things. When we put the Lord first, when we put God first in our life and we seek first his kingdom, when he says, here's my kingdom, steward it well. When we actually steward the kingdom of God well, he goes, I will give you all the desires of your heart. And so my, I mean, 
I, if, you know, the story had gone another way, and Marx was going after the Lord in that, and then, and then the Lord puts it on Marx's heart, and he's, he's like, oh, now I'm going to do the marathon. Probably wouldn't have had that thing happen at, 18, at the mile 18. I was thinking, I was looking at, I, I got my pilot's license. I was like, the same thing. We were talking about this, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. I wanted to get my pilot's license. I didn't ask the Lord if I should get a pilot's license. I didn't say, God, is this your plan right now? It was just something that I was like, I really want to fly. I want to have the license. And I went through, and it took me, it took me a few years because I went through one trainer, and he got fired and went through another one. I almost crashed. I almost crashed a plane twice, uh, almost had a head-on collision in the air, uh, missed it by about 10 feet, and uh, almost lost my life there. And, and thank God, <laughs> by, his, yeah, by his grace, I was protected. I mean, there were two times mid-air collisions, almost mid-air collisions. You guys want to go flying? <laughs> but, but here's the thing is that was, I spent $14,000, hundreds of hours, and, and like, and had this, you know, now I've got a pilot's license, but I'm like, I, and I almost died. But I think... And the thing is, is it could have been, I know it was a desire of my heart, but as I was, if it, instead of like just going after it, when you seek the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart, but it may come in a different way. And I bet I wouldn't have had to pay the $14,000 and I bet I wouldn't have had the near, you know, head-on collisions. And, um, and there's blessing when we actually operate in what we were actually created for. When we actually get in alignment with the creator's plan for our own life, it's like, it's like the creator of a watch, it's, this is made to tell time. It's not made to, to be a hammer and pound nails in. Like, it doesn't work very well for that, and it's going to get busted up. So when you actually learn what you're created for, man, it's like all of a sudden, like, you become alive because this is what you were born for. So I, we're thinking, like, even in this, just the simple, there are things right now that God is stirring in your heart that there may be other things that are keeping us so busy that we're not actually doing the very things that we're supposed to be doing right now. And it's not like you just, you know, quit your job tomorrow and then, like, ask the Lord, seek the Lord. <laughs> Don't be dumb. But, but begin to seek the Lord in this, and this is where, and then we're going to edify each other. We're going to strengthen each other. We're going to come alongside each other. And, man, I believe we're going to see things, we're going to see new businesses started that are going to be, Amazing kingdom businesses. We're going to see nonprofits started. We're going to see ministries started. We're going to see things. And it's not, you're not doing this on your own. Now it's the body of Christ coming together. Now there's people that are going to come alongside you. And I believe our job, even as like, as over this church, like I'm, like, I'm not a pastor. I know you guys call me pastor. I'm not a pastor. <laughs> like I'm an equipper. I'm a trainer. And I want to equip you guys. And I want to come underneath you and raise up the body of Christ and like help like each one of you and go, okay, how do we do this? How do we start these like businesses and ministries and things that, that we actually have kingdom impact and we begin to actually see the, the body of Christ come alive and awaken. So you guys up for it? Oh. Oh, that's good. Grace, yeah. you said good thing to ask. That's good. So yeah, did he start it? And, and are you spending your time on the things that, that, that he's equipped you to do? Or are we spending the time on stuff that, is, that we've decided that we think is a good idea? Yep. Ah, and, I, and, and here's the thing is we, what we don't want to do is 10 years from now or five years from now go look back and go, oh, I missed it. Like, that wasn't what the Lord had. And now, like, you struggle through it. And you thought that was a great plan. And, I mean, I can tell you story after story of missing it, of <laughs> getting rental properties. And, like, and we didn't ask the Lord. We just thought it was a great plan to get rental properties because you have passive income. And it was a disaster. <laughs> and we thank the Lord he got us out of it. And, but I just, but we just need to seek his plans. And when we're, when we're operating in his will, it's still work. 
but there is a joy in it. And there is a, like, you know, I, I can tell you, like, now I know, like, when I stepped out of the business world, when I was in Houston doing development and all those things, and I stepped into this place, I know this is the good work that he has for me to do. I know I'm in alignment with his will. And I, and, and I know there's favor on my life. Is it easy? No. <laughs> it is not easy. It is work, but it is good work. And it is, it, it is for the kingdom, and it is satisfying, it is fun, but it is hard. So, so let's, let's pray, but don't leave. Let's, let's, I just, I, we've got to spend like 10 minutes, I feel like, just, will you just get with maybe a few other people? Um, doesn't have to be, don't get with a big group, because I, I feel like, like, keep it small, maybe two, three people, and just, just begin to share yeah, just share, like, what the Lord is putting on your heart. Uh, and you may not have anything, and you may, you may be more the introvert. Let the, let the extrovert process externally and then help them. <laughs> uh, so, so let's just pray. So, Lord, we just say, just put your hands out. Lord, we just invite you in. We say, Holy Spirit, we want to be led by you. You say that those that are led by you are children of God. Lord, we want your leading. We want your direction. We want the good works that we were created for. Lord, I pray that we would no longer operate in, in the things that are not of you and that are wasted time. Lord, may we live completely and totally sold out for you. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would engage our hearts. Lord, that you would begin to reveal. Maybe this, we've pushed these things so far down that it's like it used to be this this thing, this stirring in our heart. Now it's so far down, we don't even feel anymore. We don't even sense anymore. Would you reignite those things in our heart, awaken those things in our spirit that you have put in us for such a time as this? Lord, that this is our time to shine. Like stars in the universe. Lord, I pray that this would be our time to shine. Lord, would you awaken those things? Would you awaken us as a body? And Lord, I thank you that we're going to, we are going to edify each other. We're going to have prophetic words over each other. We're going to have words of discernment and, and just encouragement for each other. Uh, Lord, I thank you that this is a time where we're going to come into unity like, the, like we're supposed to, <laughs> like the body of Christ is supposed to be as one unit, one body, many parts. So, Lord, I thank you for this leading, this direction, what you're taking us into now. And I just say, Lord, activate us by your spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we got people online. Okay. Well, I, the only thing that I, I was thinking about, like, there's, there's some people I remember because I used to get hung up on, God, what have you called me to do? You know, what's your plan? What's your purpose for me and everything? And I heard a minister say this once, and it helped me a lot. But he said, you know, the, who, someone didn't create the toaster and then say, what could we use this for? You know That's what I mean? Good. The purpose existed before the creation. And so, and so have we. Our purpose existed before we were formed in our mother's yeah. womb. He's not going, hmm, how am I going to use, how am I going to yeah. use him? How am I going to work with this How am this I going to use piece? John? I don't know. Maybe he can do this. Maybe you're right. Yeah. It, it, you've already, you're already set. You're a toaster. You're a good one, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then the other thing that this is, first of all, everything you guys are saying is like hitting me, man. Uh, but, but God's been dealing with me on this too because of everything recently is just allowing God to live through us. I think you've s said that in like different angles this whole time, but, but it's in simplicity, just allowing God to live through us in that purpose. So that's all. Thanks. That's good. That's good. All right, guys. Yeah, if you're online, come here. <laughs> no, uh, sorry. No, just, we did pray. Yeah, we prayed. But yeah, just, I would say, if you have a journal, just write it down. Begin to just write those things down. And then when you come in, let's, let's talk through these things. And let's, but, but write it down. Write the things down that the Lord's stirring in your heart. So, what's that? Yeah. Just kind of going back to that comment of, are we asking the Lord, are you starting this? And um, 
I just, it's so crucial. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is great. Like I'm having like revelation of stuff I'd read two years ago or seasons I went through two years ago. But if we're literally, if we're not asking him, if he's good and faithful to finish that, which he started and we're asking him to start what he started, did you start this? Um, we know he's with us. Like you said, it's not easy, <laughs> but his promise also says that he'll be with us. <laughs> That's his promise. He didn't say be easy. He said, I'll be with you. He said it to Joshua and Abraham and on and on and on. With that said, when we start something that he's not in or he didn't say, yes, start, we end up in his permissive will, not his perfect will. And when you're in his permissive will, that's that outer, that's the, I call it the fringe. And you're out here and every day you have to wake up and you have to rely on, I call it the the Holy Spirit grace dust. (laughs) Because he has to throw that on you because you're living outside of a perfect will. You're in his permissive will. So I just wanted to share That's that. That's good. That's good. And if, and if you think, well, shoot, I've missed his perfect will, his perfect will is just for you to align with him now and get in his will. So you haven't missed anything. Um, and, and I can say I felt like I've been, I was out of his will in a sense for a period of time. And when I came in, I remember everything happened like so quickly. I mean, all the crazy stuff happened. And, I'm, and I, I remember asking the Lord, why is all this stuff happening? And I heard him say, because I'm bringing you up to speed. So he will accelerate things and bring you back into an alignment if you've been out of alignment. It just may be a little more painful. So <laughs> that's right. So just spend, just spend a little time. Just, um, yeah, grab... One or two, you know, go, go with two or three people and just uh, process this for a minute.